630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Cruz seven nothing. They're into the semifinals at Nationals. The win over the uh, win over Acadia in the quarters that just ended. So they play again on Saturday. That's against Saint FX in the NHL tonight. The Maple Leafs now up four three on the Jets. Nylander has two goals to get to twenty six on the season. Four one Bruins leading the Devils in the second period. After two Islanders and Jackets tied at two. Five minutes left in the second. Florida leading Chicago. Three zip. Barkov has his 30th second period. Hurricanes up 3 nothing on the Canadians. And about seven minutes left in the first. It is 1-1 between the Penguins and the Wild. Games coming up later include the Kings and the Flames as the uh, Flames try to keep rolling on home ice. They've been uh, near unbeatable at the Saddle Dome for about uh, <laughs> over two months now. Pretty incredible run for them. The Oilers play the Blues tomorrow. It's on 6.30 Chad, 5.30 face-off show game at 7. The Oilers can tie a team record with their ninth consecutive home ice victory. I can also tell you the Oilers have signed the 2021 first-round pick, Xavier Bargo, to his entry-level contract. That will kick in in the fall. I can also tell you the uh, Rogers hometown hockey celebration is going to be going on in Ice District from tomorrow through Monday, and that'll include appearances by several members of the uh, Oilers alumni, including Mac T, Pisani, Jason Chimera, and this gentleman who joins me now, I am pleased to welcome to Inside Sports, Rafi Torres. Rafi, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Reed. How are you? Everything good? Everything is great. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Are you in, in Edmonton already, or when are you rolling in? I'm flying in uh, tomorrow. I'm actually in Toronto right now, just about 40 minutes north of the city where I live uh, in uh, Stouffville, Ontario. Okay, awesome. Well, yeah. I, I know although a lot of fans are excited to see you. Can you, you know, now that you've been re- retired for a few years, uh, tell me about your sort of relationship uh, with with oil country, with the fans, and that feeling of being an alum of the team? Well, I thought, you know what, uh, i got to tell you, but over the course of my career, I always look back at Edmonton as one, uh, you know, the, the the highlight of my career. You know, I was there the longest. Uh, I, I came into my own as a hockey player at that point in my career. So, and I loved playing at Edmonton. I think I loved it too much. I enjoyed it so much there that, uh, you know, I made a lot of good friends there and uh, a lot of good relationships uh, with coaches and stuff like that. So, and, uh, and overall, we had a great, uh, great bunch of teams there. That a lot of good guys that, uh, you know, I keep in touch with. Uh, with Steos and uh, you know and Morrow and stuff like that, so it'll be good to see uh, Pisani. I haven't seen him in a while, but and obviously Max D. So I'll, I'll look forward to that kind of stuff for sure. Yeah, uh, well, and you mentioned sort of how how your career took off in Edmonton. I mean, you had a twenty goal season in 0304. The next year got wiped out. You played for the the NHL season, did you? Played for the Roadrunners, and then you had a twenty seven goal season, you know, five oh six. You know, Rafi, I've, I have the pleasure of getting to talk to a lot of current and retired athletes in all sports and there's two words they use a lot belief and confidence what allowed that those two things or one or the other to kick in for you while you were with Edmonton well the confidence came uh you know I didn't really have any when I got uh, drafted I was uh you know, I got drafted to the island and uh, it was a tough team to break into that was the year that they brought in Yashin and Taka and, uh, you know, LaViolette would have just taken over there. Um, and to be honest with you, it was, uh, it, was, it was a tough team to fit in with, uh, with the older guys. 
Um, uh, but when I got to Edmonton, it's just, uh, you know, my confidence went through the roof just because, you know, you had guys like Jason Smith and, uh, and Morrow and, uh, you know, and Steos and, uh, you know, like uh, I could go on, Horkoff, Ryan Smith, these guys, uh, good guys, right? Good guys that made, uh, went out of their way to, to ask a young guy, like how he's doing, but, uh, you could be, you could imagine what an impact of, uh, players of those caliber, you know, talking to a young guy that's, uh, you know, I was nervous. I was, you know, had a lot of insecurities at that time. And I just wanted to fit in and do whatever I can. And these guys really helped me get over the hump uh, to become an everyday NHL player. So, um, and then also having Max T behind the bench there. Uh, we had a lot of good conversations with him. Yeah, he knows that, uh, you know, he knew that I was like a guy that liked to, you know, play hard and play on the edge. And, you know, he never, you know, he never took that away from me now. No, going back, but well, yeah, it'd be nice to score 25, 30 goals every year, but uh, it was tough. You know, I got to tell you, it was tough. Um, you know, I had to bring in some other elements in my game with the, with the contact and, and playing a physical, in a physical play and, uh, and uh, just added some new stuff to try to try to keep me in the game. Right. So that's uh, kind of where, uh, where I stood with that. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll ask you, and I know you probably tell a lot of stories about this, but it's uh, still one of the highlights of uh, franchise history, especially for the more recent generation of fans. 05, 06, going to Game 7. Uh, but I also hear a lot of stories from players about that, that last 20 games and getting rolly and then this, the stress and the drive of just barely kind of making the postseason. Before we get to the playoffs, what do you remember about the last couple months of that year? Because the current team is sort of going through that a little bit. Right. Oh, fun. It was so fun. Uh, I mean, I got to tell you, it was, uh, uh, you know, the, the married guys were coming out and hanging out with the, the single guys uh, for dinner every night at home, like, uh, you want to talk about a close-knit team? Uh, that was it. Uh, I played on six other teams after I after I left that team. Uh, not one team comes close to how well we were and how much we cared about each other in that room. And that's what you need, right? You you, you want to play for each other. There's not one guy out there that I wouldn't block a shot with my face for in that organization at that time, right? Um, but uh, yeah, like I said, this, these are, this is the fun time. This is what you play all year for, right? With this uh, going into the playoffs, so you want to be peaking and. You know, we knew how, we knew even after we lost the first game against Detroit in that first series, we we're like, there's no way these guys are beating us. And you can go down the name. I think they have like 10 or 12 Hall of Famers on that team that uh, that we that we knocked off in six games. Uh, well, that's amazing you say that because obviously they were wasn't it 28, 30 points or something they were ahead of you guys in the standings. So you would say the confidence that you guys could do damage in the playoffs it, it was there that early, eh? And right in the first round, hundred percent, hundred percent. When you after that first game, uh, just the way that the, the game was going, and uh, I think they they got up by a couple goals and then we tied it up and then they ended up winning that that game. But we came into the room like you know with the confidence through the roof. We're like. I remember looking at over at Sandy or something like that and saying, oh, geez, man, there's no way these guys are going to beat us in seven games. There's no way, right? Like, so uh, we had a lot of guys step up. I remember Brad Winchester had a big a big goal that turn, that, uh, that series. Uh, Stoli had a big series. Horkoff obviously had a big series there. Um, geez, I'd do anything to play in a series like that again. But, uh, you know, like uh, just looking back on it, it was uh, quite a special time for uh, for that group. Uh, you mentioned Pisani, and, and he comes on the, the show, obviously still lives in the Edmonton area, so I get to talk to him uh, on air here two or three times a year. Oh, like, nice. what got into him? <laughs> you know what? Uh, I got, I got, who, who knows? But uh, I'll tell you what, it was fun to watch. Uh, 
Um, I still look back at that uh, the, the the goal. I think it was in overtime and against Carolina, where he, uh, you know, I think he stripped the puck from uh, one of the defensemen, went in there and goes top shelf, and I was like, holy man, this guy is just playing. You know, talk about out taking your game to the next level and doing whatever it takes. And uh, it was a special, special two months for uh, Fernando. You know, and his family. They were. Uh, he was a big reason why we were able to go that deep, and uh, it was nice to see him uh, uh, do well in that series, in that uh, playoff run. Rafi Torres joining us tonight on Inside Sports. He's going to be in Edmonton for the uh, hometown hockey celebration over the weekend. When, when that run ultimately, and, and I hope you don't mind me asking about the, the end of it, that I know did end in the loss, but. Um, you know, what was it like in the room after the game and then maybe the, the day or two after when you guys are still being celebrated by the fans and by the city, right. but you know you didn't quite get the, the last win you needed? Yeah, and that's why that's why I always look at look at Edmonton as uh, as a special place in my in my career, right? Um coming back from flying back from Carolina, you know, the the, the the amount of fans that were supporting us driving out of the airport and driving our driving home and then after the, we spent a couple of days there and you know, kind of lick our wounds, but uh, it was tough. You know, like, hey, listen, it's uh, what I tell everybody. You know, I've lost in two games, uh, two games, seven Stanley Cup finals in my career, and I look back and I'm just like, yeah, you know what? I, I have no regrets. I, I uh, me as an individual, did whatever I could to to, to help the the team that I was playing on, especially with Edmonton. And uh, you know, I cannot look back and say that, hey, you know what? I could have done this better. I could have done that better. You know, I left it all out there. And, uh, you know, I was able to look in the mirror and say, hey, listen, it's, uh, you gave your best, uh, but the better team won, right? So what can you do? I'm wondering about your uh, the transition for you, and I mean you're not uh, you're not an old man by by any means, uh, but uh, right. your your hockey career ended about six or seven years ago, and you know we know right. the the suspension was part of the story. Yeah. What was was that a difficult adjustment to make? How did you deal with sort of the the end of your career? Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. Obviously, nobody uh, likes to um, for their uh, careers to be ended with uh, with suspension and stuff like that, but. I'll be honest with you. It was, it was more of a knee. It was more my knee at that point. You know, I'd coming off cut two ACL repairs at, at 35 years old. Um, you know, so I was able to come back and for you know another trial and stuff like that. But I was just not able to keep up out there. You know, I wasn't able to do play my game and get in on the forecheck, turn pucks over, and being being as aggressive as I want. And uh, to be honest with you, uh, retiring it, it, it hurt. You know, I was uh, it took it took me a couple years before I could. Uh, you know, walk up, uh, you know, walk out of my house with my head held up high and say, you know, like, because everybody kind of looks at the bad, right? Um, so I had to go look back at, uh, you know, the, what I've done throughout my career, you know, playing for Team Canada, being a first uh, first round draft pick, you know, um, you know, playing over 10 years in the NHL, right? There's, there is a lot of good things that have happened on my career, um, you know, but... Uh, I played a certain way and I have to deal with, you know, I have to, uh, you know, live with the way I played. And like I said, it sucked that, um, you know, I have a lot of, you know, I coach youth hockey now. I do hockey schools here in in, in, uh, in Toronto. So, you know, everybody's always, uh, the first question they ask is like, ah, you know, how can you get suspended for 25 games? This time I'm just like, ah, geez, I'm like, let's, uh, yeah, well, let's, let's, let's change the topic here. Talk about some other stuff. But, uh, you know, what? Uh, thank God I had a great wife, a great wife, uh, support group that says hey you know she'd uh she'd tell me hey enough with this uh with this crap you got to live your life and uh it is what it is you you signed up for this there's good there's bad and people people are obviously always going to look at the bad because that's more interesting but let's move on here and let's uh, get your life back on track so it's been about five six years now and i'm happy again you know i you know like i enjoy going to the rink now with my little guy 
Um, I'm, my, it's a different passion, right? As much as I'd love to be playing, or it is a different view from behind the bench and, and from teaching on the ice. And it's, I'm, at least I can say that I'm back in love with the game as, as, uh, as, as I was when I first started playing to not where I was, uh, you know, after a couple of years of uh, kind of getting pushed out of the league. Okay, so what age range are you coaching, and uh, what's your coaching style? You got any Mac T in you? <laughs> well, hey, let's let's just say that uh, I give bonuses for kids that block shots, right? Because at ten years old, it, it's a really really tough thing to do for a kid to get in front of a shot, but they get rewarded. I, I let them know that. Hey, listen, uh, for me, my 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 uh, philosophy on coaching is uh, you know do the simple things really really well. Um, there's only a certain handful of players, and uh, you know, at, at every age group that can go around a whole team and win games by themselves. And I'm just like, hey, listen, that's all fun and dandy, but there's a lot more other things to hockey that can make you a great player. You know, uh, board work, uh, turning pucks over, you know, uh, getting to the net with your stick on the ice. A lot of we just work on the fundamentals. And uh, you know, it might uh, listen uh, just because I have the background that I do. I tell everybody, it doesn't mean it doesn't get doesn't mean it by all means. That I'm going to be a good coach or anything like that, but you know, I have I have parents that come to me and say we just finished our season, and uh, you know, they they parents have older kids and said I've never seen such a a, a professional organized ran team for ten year olds, and uh, the kids are having fun. They can't wait to get to the rink every day. So that's what more can I ask for? That's awesome. Rafi Torres joining yeah. us tonight on Inside Sports. Uh, how do you, do you follow a lot of current NHL? teams did you watch Oilers when you have time I know you're probably busy but how much do you get to check out the Oilers now uh, here and there to be honest with you, here and there obviously I did watch uh, the game the last game there uh, or who they play there who's, who's that uh, game Kings against? was uh, last night yeah yeah where so I was able to watch that game it was a nice game right to the end there um, uh, but no I'll be honest with you I don't I don't I don't watch as much as I should um, I'm just like I said, uh, you know, time catches up with you. Um, but uh, I am making it a priority to try and watch a little bit more hockey as I go along. I am going to the game against uh, St. Louis tomorrow, so that'd be nice to watch those guys in, uh, you know, live hockey, which is always nice. But especially with, uh, in my eyes, thinking you guys got two of the best players in the league on that uh, on that team, so it'll be exciting. I'm excited. Right on. Okay, I want to ask you a couple of fun ones here. Part of what you're doing over the weekend is going to be uh, signing autographs. Do you right. do you practice your autograph? Do you got a big autograph? Do you keep it simple? <laughs> Listen, right now I'm walking around with a friggin' Sharpie just trying to practice it for this weekend, you know, but uh, no, it's uh, it's exciting. Hey, listen, I, um, you know, uh, at the end of the day, it's it's part of the game, and I, and I love putting smiles on kids' faces, and, you know, whether it's an autograph or a picture, it's part of the gig, and uh, that's why I enjoyed the game so much is to put smiles on people's faces, so I, I'm looking forward to it. All right, and Rafi, I got a standard question I ask uh, retired players the first time I'm I'm lucky enough to interview them. So I'm going to throw this one at you tonight. Uh, it's kind of a two-parter. Who who's the be- in terms of the NHL? Who's the best player you ever played with, and who's the best player you ever played against? Uh, probably, I'd say with Joe Thornton, and uh, even later in his years, even, I, I still couldn't couldn't believe that some of some of the stuff that was. He was doing out there. That's why I feel so likely. Listen, we all know Joe's not, Joe's not, you know, 20, 28 years old anymore. So I, I can't imagine what a guy like that that has so much skill and so much hockey sense is going through right now. Just because, hey, the, like I tell everybody, listen, my my brain was always like, yeah, 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 I know what I got to do. I know what I got to do. I know what I got to do. But then the body's just like, whoa, let's hold on a second here. Where are you going? Like, just relax here. You know, like, if so it's it's frustrating. 
Um, so that's that's I'd say Joe Thornton played with, uh, played against. Uh, you know what? Uh, I, I gotta say, like Rick Nash always. So for some reason, he every time I played against him, he was just, he just stood out to me like just a, a, a beast out there, you know. And uh, I just loved his uh, his power, his uh, you know his first steps to the net. Always a great player to play against, right? Obviously, I played against Chris Sid, the kid, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they're great players and all, but uh, guys that I found that were that actually uh, did stuff out there when I was playing against them that I noticed was definitely a guy like Rick Nash. Right on. Well, Rafi, thanks for fitting me in. I know you got to get ready to travel tomorrow, and I, I don't know if I'm going to run into you at the rink or not. I, I hope I get to, but uh, thanks for yeah, doing this. Nice, I know, for sure. Yeah, fans are happy to hear from you, and I, and I really appreciate you taking the time, and uh, I'm, I'm really happy to hear you still have so much enthusiasm for the Oilers and for Edmonton. That's really cool. Absolutely, Reed. Thanks again. I appreciate you having me on. There's Rafi Torres checking in tonight on Inside Sports. So part of that hometown hockey celebration here over the weekend, uh, played for the Oilers, so 304, 0506, 0607, part of, uh, well, in 0708 as well, also played for the Islanders, Columbus, Buffalo, Vancouver, Phoenix, and San Jose. He got in 635 NHL games, and uh, as he was telling you, he was a high draft pick, fifth overall in uh, 2000. Rick DiPietro, Danny Heatley, Marion Gabrick, and Radislav Klesla were the guys taken ahead of uh, Rafi Torres. That was really cool to catch up with him and you heard it, that uh, how much uh, he loved Edmonton and maybe as he went to other cities around the NHL he never quite had uh, the same passion as he did for for living here. So the hometown festival, the, uh, the hometown hockey festival, it's in Ice District in the plaza tomorrow from 4.30 to 8.30, Saturday from 11 to 5, Sunday 11 to 5, and then there's a uh, viewing party on uh, Monday. It's for the Leafs-Tampa Bay game. That's going to start at 4.30 until the end of the broadcast. Uh, Torres, Pisani, Chimera, Mac-T, all part of it. So that is going to be uh, pretty cool, pretty cool. All right, that was uh, Rafi Torres. We'll take a quick timeout. Inside Sports on Chet. and the Oilers going after another home ice victory tomorrow. They have won eight straight at home. The team record is nine. They will be taking on the St. Louis Blues. It was really interesting to hearing Rafi Torres talk about the 2006 playoffs and saying that after they lost game one to Detroit, they're sitting in the dressing room and saying, no way this team can beat us over the course of a seven-game series. Uh, the, I double-checked the, uh, the point differential. Detroit had 124 points in the regular season. The Oilers had 95, 29-point difference, 58 wins to 41. Of course, the Oilers got in the postseason right near the end as the number eight seed. And uh, the Oilers, you know, everybody knows the story, took down Detroit, took down San Jose, took down Anaheim before being uh, just beat in the Stanley Cup final against Carolina. So, yeah, confidence and goaltending and <laughs> those ingredients that you hope the current Oilers are going to have when they get into the playoffs. They, they certainly had it going on in 05, 06. That was really cool to talk to uh, Rafi Torres, who will be part of the Rogers hometown hockey in Edmonton over the weekend. Uh, the Golden Bears won, like I told you, 7 nothing. They cruised past Acadia, 3 nothing after the first, no scoring in the second. 7 nothing was the final, so the Bears do not play tomorrow. The other two quarterfinals are tomorrow. Acadia, by the way, the host of this tournament. That's who the Bears knocked out. So the Bears will play St. FX in a semifinal on Saturday. And then the uh, championship game is Sunday night. I believe it's on the same time as when uh, the Oilers are going to be playing Anaheim on uh, Sunday. By the way, if you want to watch 
these Golden Bears games or the University Cup, like like I was doing, I, I was watching watched most of the game and then i even had it on when i was hosting the first part of the show if you go to cbcsports.ca or get the cbc sports app you can stream the game so they are televised just not on your traditional tv i guess maybe you can get the app on your tv i'm not sure okay seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. if you want to check in follow me on twitter at reed wilkins r-e-i-d-w-i-l-k-i-n-s and of course you can email inside sports at 630 ched.com always uh, happy to get a note from the big l who says reed you got a note that cassian and nima linen weren't playing last night so if they meet each other in the playoffs and that other heavyweight you know yamamoto is finishing his checks uh, then the Oilers stand a puncher's chance against the Kings. Appreciate that, Big L. We'll talk a little bit about that Canadian soccer team. The draws tomorrow next. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.